2: if you feel it, put your hands in the air. Show some love to the mirror while you're there. Let's take it one day at a time. Did you and I out where? Hey, Outway listeners, Leanne Ellington here, and before we dive into our interview series, I wanted to give you some context for what you're about to hear. I also just wanted to hold space and be sensitive to the fact that some of this subject matter might be a little bit confrontational or triggering for some of you that are on your healing journey. That being said, I didn't want to just not talk about it or avoid these important subjects altogether because wherever you are on your own healing journey, at some point you might be ready for whatever your next step is. And that might include goal setting or focusing on new outcomes. And let's be honest, most of what's out there in the modern day world to meet you in those goals is a surefire way to bring you back down the road of disorder and toxicity. And I didn't want to leave you hanging like that. So if you are in that place in your healing journey and you're ready to look at what's next, this interview series shares a perspective on how to do just that while still keeping your mental and emotional health and your healing journey front and center. And if you're not there yet, that is absolutely okay as well. And I simply invite you to just tuck this information in your back pocket or just skip it all together right now and just know that it's there when you're ready. And you know, truthfully, just thinking back to, 10 or 15 years ago, the subjects that we're going to be covering in this interview series might have triggered me a little bit based on where I was in my journey, and that is totally okay if that's the case for you too. So yeah, I just wanted to give you a little bit of a heads up that we are going to be covering some topics that might not have been broached yet on this podcast, but also just reiterating that the purpose is to show you how to view these once controversial or difficult topics in a beautiful, healthy, and empowering way that Ensures that your healing journey stays front and center. And again, that's only if or when you're ready. Because here at Outway, we always want you to feel safe to be exactly where you are, and we will always try to meet you there. So, with that being said, let's dive into the interview series. Hey, hey, happy Saturday, Outway. This is Leanne Ellington, and I am back here for part two. We've got the amazing Holly Baxter back here again. Hey, Holly. Hello, my love. How are you? Good. So good to have you back. And thank you so much for last week's episode. Such a powerful testimony for you to share. Anyone listening, if you missed that, that was kind of part one where everything that we're, we're talking about with Holly is kind of, you know, collecting or, or coexisting and connecting. Um, so definitely go and check back, check that back out. And it all kind of is stemming from our very first two things can be true episode that Amy and I did in the series where, you know, you can have this amazing relationship with yourself and a beautiful self-worth and a body image that that you're proud of, and then still also have a life after that and have goals and do some go-getting and, and goal setting. So last week, we we got into a little bit of that. But today, we're going to get into a specific topic, and we're going to teach you about the healing powers of reversing, OK? And we're going to talk about what it is, why you should know about it. And I'm going to share my thoughts and experiences with it. And just to kind of you know segue into this, we, we mentioned it a little bit on last week's episode that you know after you have been in that restriction cycle where maybe there's a lot of food phobia, calorie phobia, fat phobia, carb phobia, we tend to be in you know a lower caloric intake for a long time, our bodies adapt. And there's a lot of myths out there of like, oh, I broke my metabolism or I messed up my metabolism. And, and as Holly will teach us, that's just not true. But there is also a lot of fear that comes up when it's like, okay, now that I'm ready to just, you know, really step into a more healed and freedom driven, but also, you know, Strategic relationship with the food in a way, because at first you do have to be strategic about it before the freedom comes. Right. You know how to teach your body to recover from such a drastically low caloric state. But while still speaking to the fears that anybody who's experiencing their own disorder has when when reintroducing, you know, an air quotes normal amount of food into play. How, however that looks for you. And I say normal because, you know, in air quotes, because there's no normal. It's just whatever. Everyone's at a different place. And Holly will speak to that specifically. But so I'm just going to turn it over to you. So this idea of reversing, right, and really teaching your body to heal from the metabolic, you know, deficit, so to speak, around mm-hmm. what happens when you're, you know, getting your body gets used to just such a low calorie. Can you just share a little bit about the beauty of it? What it is? Why we should know about it? Why we should care about it? Why it's such a powerful tool to just continue healing? Healing your relationship with food.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's actually really important to kind of talk about, you know, why reversing is such a wonderful uh, tool that we can call upon after someone has attempted uh, a fat loss phase or a diet. Um, And you kind of alluded to the fact that, you know, when people um, put them through these really, uh, these really restrictive types of, you know, diet plans, there are a number of negative adaptations that can take place uh, and they're not necessarily talked about all that often. You know, we will often see the scale weight going down and, you know, that's obviously, you know, seen in many eyes as a positive thing for fat loss. But when we do that too quickly, when we lose too much our body weight in a short period of time, we start to see the body kind of fighting back. And we have this incredibly robust self-defense system that tries to prevent our From losing more weight, we start to see all of these adaptations where our, uh, I guess, daily energy expenditure naturally starts to decline. That is something that's called NEAT, our non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So that decreases. You know, our incidental movement starts to slow down. Uh, We start to see hormonal changes that can really negatively impact our day-to-day function and living. We see changes in our ability to sleep well. So our ability to fall asleep and then to stay asleep, which we all know is so important for our health for so many different reasons, but we see changes in our libido, our sex hormones go down the tank. There are so many things that just do not get spoken about, let alone the hunger and the fatigue that comes with dieting. And these these are all things that I had no idea about when I kind of first, you know, got into this space that I exist and live in now uh, with my career. So, the beauty of reversing is that it actually has the uh, ability to kind of undo some of that. And as it suggests, reverse those negative adaptations. So, one of the things that we can do after you know going through a period of restrictive eating to kind of help ourselves um, move back towards a positive, you know, healthy metabolism is to slowly but surely and in a rather controlled fashion reintroduce calories. And what tends to happen is that as we give a little bit more, so we allow ourselves to enjoy a wider variety of foods, a greater number of calories, if we do it slowly enough, we can actually cause some positive adaptation. So any of those negative things that took place whilst trying to restrict calories and to lose fat, we can start to undo that. So some of the hormones start to retur- return to normal uh, and normalize. We see, uh, I guess, restoration of our sex hormones. We get our libido back, which is always a wonderful thing. We tend to have an improvement in our mood. Anybody that's dieted for a long period of time may have experienced really, you know, low self-esteem and feeling really unhappy and just, you know, downright depressed. Um, because it does. It requires a lot of thought and, you know, willpower to restrict. So a lot of those. Negative feelings start to lift, not to mention improvements in our sleep, our day to day energy, and of course, you know, getting rid of the hunger. So, this process should take place really over a number of weeks. And I'm talking like 20 to to as many as you are willing to not diet for. And during that time, my recommendations, at least, are to couple this slow reintroduction of calories with some resistance training. Because what resistance training is going to do is that's going to help you build your lean body mass, so your muscle mass. And my friends, a lean body mass is one of the most energetically costly tissues that we can you know have in our body that is going to help drive up those positive adaptations so coupled with those slow increases and allowing for some natural adaptation to take place now if you're going to pair it with lifting now we're building muscle which also has a you know inherent need for more calories now we can slowly start to see our calories coming back up and that gives us that food freedom it allows us to be you know more flexible and
2: to enjoy you know our our life for the way it should be enjoyed absolutely and i think you know the resistance training part of it is something that's also not talked about in the recovery world as well because again a lot of times exercise can be looked at as a weapon of you know punishment or calorie burning or all that but like what we don't realize is when we're in such restriction for so long there are we're most likely going to be losing a good amount of lean body mass and lean body tissue uh because and and As as, there's so many health benefits to that just beyond the physique. And I know a lot of people that are in disorder, um, a lot of times, like we talked about last week, it is about the physique. But this is about general health, ladies. And, you know, one of the things that we're talking about here in terms of reversing is this is, again, not about what you look like. It's about getting that vitality back. It's about creating Mm -hmm. these positive and powerful adaptations in, you know, uh, neurologically, metabolically, gastrointestinally, hormonally, endocrine, all the system of systems that dictates our body. Bodies, not to mention the peace of mind. And then again, one of the things that I love about how I learned this process through you is how to do it in a really, you know, evidence based way so that my I could have peace of mind knowing that I'm not going to be, you know, air quotes going off the rails or whatever it is. And I know, um, you know, I talked to a gal last week, actually, and she had been to a lot of, you know, eating disorder therapists. And she was telling me that like basically the work that week or one of the weeks was like her therapist was like, you have to eat X amount of salmon, like right now, like this week, you know, and it was just like, eat this, eat more, have more. And it was just like, she's like, you don't understand. This is not about the salmon. It wasn't about the salmon. It was about the fears that I had about all of a sudden not eating something and then radically shifting to eating something more. So doing it in this really progressive fashion, where again, the goal here is nothing to do with your physique. It's all about healing and really teaching your body to feel safe to have this extra food, but also teaching your mind, heart and soul and spirit To feel safe knowing that food is not a weapon and it's not dangerous, that it can actually really help you heal. And then little by little, having the anecdotal evidence of like, wow, I feel so much better when I have more food. And you're gradually teaching your body metabolically and mentally to have more food. So I love how you also brought in the resistance training part of it because that's something that's not often talked about.
3: This is it
0: any disease.
1: You know, this is such a wonderful opportunity for people as well to, um, you know, tap into some of their other values. I know for me, you know, I, at the time, back when I really struggled with my self-image and my self-worth. I exclusively just focused on, you know, how I looked and when I actually started thinking about, you know, who is Holly, who do I want to be, you know, what's the type of person that, you know, I want to be when I'm, when I'm 40 or 50 and really got granular with that and was specific with, you know, what are my goals in life and what is my purpose These periods of reversing were such a wonderful time for me. Not only to, you know, dabble in this wonderful idea of being able to eat more and enjoy, you know, more, you know, more of the fun things that life has to offer, but it I felt amazing. My strength was going up week by week. I actually did two powerlifting uh, uh, meets when I was doing this at the beginning, um, because it gave me something external to focus on that was performance based, not what I saw in the mirror. Mm. So that coupling of having, you know a performance-based goal, also thinking about, okay, what else can I focus on? You know, what do I want to do with my career? So bringing all those things together really kind of took me out of this, uh, I guess, place where I found myself getting stuck on how I looked. So I think, you know, reversing is such a great time for personal growth uh, as much as anything
2: else absolutely so yeah and you mentioned that you know I, I love that it's it's playing the long game like this is not a short-term gratification trap concept right it's about playing the long game and and identifying like who, what's the kind of health and vitality and body that you want to have you know a year from now five years from now and creating that and again it's not the the type of goal setting that a lot of women think about right but can you share with us some examples of what you've experienced I know um your your uh, team Holly Baxter coaching one of the things I love love instead of like the typical before and after pictures, you guys share like this person went from eating 1100 calories to 2300 calories and and didn't really gain body fat. So can you just give for, for people that are hearing this reversing concept and they're like, wait a minute, eating more food is I'm definitely going to gain weight. And they have all these fears and all this trepidation. Can you share some real life experiences of what you've experienced maybe with yourself, but also, you know, people that might not like, I, I, you know, there's some people that you're like, oh, they're metabolically gifted. But then they're you're like, no, this person was, you know, had disordered eating. They, their metabolism, if they had any reason to think they had a broken metabolism, it would be them. Like, talk to us about different populations that you've seen this work through, and can you just like share a little bit about what it looks like firsthand?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, it's funny. I actually have a full book about this exact topic. It is called The Complete Reverse Dieting Guide. So, it is available on my website. However, in that book, Uh, We actually do a a mini case study, I guess. So we have about 50 of my one-on-one clients uh, and we point out, you know, what their average starting weight was, their end body weight, and then what their body composition, you know, body fat mass, all those types of things, you know, were at the end of this reverse, but moreover where their calories got to. And in most cases, what we end up seeing is almost like a 50% increase in somebody's caloric intake over that 20 week reversing period, which is... Is just wow. crazy. 50. So a 50, she said 50 people, 50% 50. increase. <laughs> so, you know, that, that in and of itself is amazing. Um, but personally, I think it's, it's important to 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 say that this isn't just something that you do just once. I and many of my clients, many of our team's clients have done multiple rounds of this reverse diet process where we are eventually seeing increases in their lean body mass. So their muscle mass is going up over time. Uh, We're seeing increases in their caloric intake And we're seeing decreases in their body fat percentage over time, not to mention all of the psychological benefits uh, that have kind of taken place during each of these, you know, distinct phases of reversing. So it is definitely something that, you know, if you feel like you are struggling on, You know, burning the candle at both ends, so to speak, where you're doing so much exercise, you feel like you're restricting all the time or, you know, the one day that you do decide to allow yourself or give yourself that permission to have something that is more calorically dense and you feel like you just instantly, you know, gain body fat. There is a chance that you do have some negative adaptations, but it doesn't mean that it cannot be restored. So this process really allows you to come out of that and, you know, live a more fulfilling life with more calories, feeling stronger, feeling energized, and ultimately improving your body composition through increases in lean mass, which we know have so many health benefits, um, you
2: know, across a, a range of different conditions. Yeah. So to give an example of a timeline of this, like when somebody's coming to you and they've been in a really drastically reduced or restrictive, you know, eating pattern for a long time and then you take them through a reverse, you know, is it a, is it a 12 month process? Is it a 24 month? Like just to set the expectations for somebody who has been in that disorder for a long time, what would like if, if you if they were giving themselves the gift of time, what would you recommend for that? Goodness. I think it really just depends on
1: people's individual goals because, you know, what you say to me as your ideal, you know, body composition might be very different to what I say is mine and that's okay. So I I don't know that I can give any like hard facts or specifics because that, you know, Mm -hmm. there's such a gray area of people's expectations, but I know, um, you know, for me as an example, and I don't know whether on this podcast, you guys use numbers or weights. Is that okay for me to
2: mention body weights? Just knowing that anybody who hears this, ladies, it is up to you to decide what you do with it. You know, she's just sharing her experiences and her anecdotes and everything's from an evidence based perspective. So, yeah, go for it. Cool. So I know when I first started
1: my journey, I used to weigh about 56 kilograms uh, and that was back when I was track sprinting, I was running, I was doing a little bit of resistance training, but it was probably more, you know, plyometric really. And then at the time, my caloric intake or requirements were about 1,250 to 1,300 calories, which is very, very low. Going forwards 10 years, and I'm going to say about half of that uh, involved me really applying an evidence based approach to resistance training. I am now sitting 10 kilograms. So we're talking 20 something pounds heavier, and I am happier than I ever was. And I'm Mm. also in a physique that is so much stronger. I probably have significantly lower health risks across a range of different conditions because I have healed my relationship with food. I now eat on average, probably 2000 to 2500 calories every day. And I, I truly am able to enjoy a much wider variety of foods. So, you know, this, wow. that's a, a lifetime of, you know, yes. resistance training. So, you know, we're talking 20 pounds would be a realistic thing over a 10-year, you know, span of this process, which is exactly what I have done. But, you know, in a shorter term, uh, it's not unrealistic to think that you can take your calories up by probably a thousand from where you are in a 24 week, six month reversing period. That is uh, not an unrealistic expectation. If you are somebody that likes and enjoys moving your body uh, and, you know, commits to an evidence-based training process. So it's, it's really amazing to see some of the results.
2: Yeah, and and you know to anybody who who any of those numbers are, are air quotes triggering, you know it's a really beautiful example of you know she's telling you, hey, I gained twenty pounds on the scale, but first of all, I'm eating about double the calories I had, and and just physiologically, when you look at her body, the twenty pounds doesn't denote it's I mean because she was resistance training and she was really adding you know and not to mention the bone des- density mm-hmm. benefits you get from the resistance training, so she's building muscle and eating more and really creating this strong. Vi- you know, vitality-driven version of her body. And yes, the scale is 20 pounds heavier, but she didn't just, you know, gain 20 pounds of fat. It, she enabled her body to be fueled to go do the movement that she could do to put on the, the lean body mass that she had lost from under-eating and over-cardioing, right? Mm-hmm. So again, she's sharing those numbers just as a way to show you what's possible. And again, it, we, we can do a whole episode about how the scale can mm-hmm. be very mm-hmm. deceitful because, it, it, and not to mention you know, it doesn't denote what it's comprised of. It doesn't denote happiness and wholeness (laughs) and integrity and how you're valuing yourself. So I think that's actually a beautiful. I'm glad you gave those numbers because it's showing how you can actually air quotes gain weight, you know, Mm -hmm. but you're really increasing your health. And it also is helping you disassociate and detach your identity from the weight. So I'm actually appreciative that you shared those (laughs) those specifics. Yeah.
1: And I think something else. And this is relatively new information for me Uh, because I've just finished writing a book on this.
3: This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu.
5: Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over thirty percent on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
2: Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty.
1: I've just finished writing a book on this. It is the realistic rates of muscle growth. So, you know, we hear all kinds of numbers being thrown around, you know, in the industry. uh, And that's really all it is. I actually went through and did a revision of about 39 uh, randomized control trials that are, I guess, studying subjects or participants over like an eight to 12 week period. Uh, and again, these are all, like, every single rep has been, you know, monitored. They've got a, a researcher there, like counting the reps, making sure that they're going to, um, to failure. And what is crazy to me is that there are a handful of studies that we'll call like extraordinary where, you know, they might see increases in muscle growth of around 0.5 up to 0.7 of a centimeter. So imagine what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Now look at your little pinky finger, you know, yeah. that might be a centimeter, that, so we're talking 0.5 to 0.7, and that was in like three extraordinary findings. And now, what is more interesting is if we look at the average rates of muscle growth for natural, you know, non-steroidal users, uh, it's actually around 0.2 to 0.3 centimeters per eight to tweak uh, eight to twelve week study intervention. So. Again, I want to relate this back to what we've just been talking about with this reverse dieting concept and improving your metabolism, because again, that muscle is one of the driving factors of increasing your daily B, uh, daily BMR, your basal metabolic rate, uh, increasing your total daily energy requirements. So the more muscle you can build, the higher those numbers are going to be.
2: Absolutely, yeah, and I really—it's important that we're talking about these concepts because you know a lot of this podcast talks about what's happening in the midst of the disorder. But after you have healed your relationship with food, I truly believe it is really important that you go heal from some from some of the physical repercussions that have happened as a as a you know. I know for me, I had a lot of you know uh, collateral damage, so to speak, mm-hmm. that needed to be addressed. You know, not to mention the physiological issues and pain and all of that. So I think you know again, this stuff had. That We're talking about today has a time or a place and please use your discretion and discernment to know whether this is relevant to you. Again, we're talking about a lot of this is going to take place like after you have healed and can have these conversations and use it as a tool. But like imagine even just taking this concept of talking about lean body mass, like just imagine if you are such a slave to that number on the scale. And instead of looking at a number, you actually started focusing on like performance and how your body moves and feels and building muscle and having this organ that is going to to build, you know, burn calories while you're sleeping, mm-hmm. you know, and and really taking your eye off of the the typical, you know, measurables that you've been using, even that is such a paradigm shift. So again, a lot of this stuff that we're talking about. I'll be totally honest. If I had talked with you about this, you know, ten years ago, I might have gotten you know kind of triggered by some of this. Mm-hmm. But it really is such an important topic, and that's why I wanted to talk about this. Because if this does confront you at all, I just want you to give yourself permission to let that be okay. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes things can confront us, and sometimes things can challenge us, and maybe we're not ready to hear it, or maybe it's just the right thing wrong time, or maybe it's the wrong thing right time. Whatever <laughs> it is, use your wisdom to know where this fits for you. But we wouldn't be who we were in this in this industry to help people heal their relationship with food and their bodies. If we didn't talk about like what happens next Mm -hmm. and afterwards and what you have to look forward to and how to, you know, create these reframes. So it's so important.
1: Yeah. And I think it's also so important to recognize like, we want to meet you where you are. So I'm speaking to this as somebody that has done the work and, you know, spent years kind of trying to, uh, to heal from all of my, you know, dysfunctional thoughts and behaviors. And it doesn't mean that I don't still struggle on occasion. I think we all still have, you know, those negative thoughts about, you know, how we might look and feel in our, you know, an outfit, or maybe I shouldn't go to this event because people are going to be looking at me and, you know, judging me or, or what have you. It doesn't mean that we don't still have those thoughts, but I think, you know, we have gotten to this point, And I think Leanne, I can speak for you as well we we have traveled this journey and we want we are here to help you so mm-hmm. it, it really does mean for for us to meet you where you are and how can we get you moving in this positive direction that we know is going to lead you to
2: you know a happier sense of self absolutely yeah and repairing this part of it and and it's it really is the next level of healing your relationship with food yeah. it's like creating safety you know I think one of the beautiful things about reversing and
1: especially doing it through, you know, an evidence-based approach is that we can really get granular uh, and be very specific on the speed at which we do this. So, you yes. know, if, if you're in the hands of a, a coach who perhaps doesn't have, you know, the experience, you know, working in a lab or reading scientific studies, and that's just not their thing. I mean, that's okay. There's a place for everybody. Mm-hmm. But what I love about what we do is that we can very tightly control that. You know, we have equations and math, which is really a lot of what all of this is to do. Uh, it's just a lot of numbers, which I enjoy personally, but for anybody that might be concerned or you know have a little bit of fear about you know body weight regain in this process we move at your speed and it can be laser focused to to meet you where you are
2: yeah, and I love that, and I love that you and your team also, you know, if if somebody came to you and they were at a very you know drastically reduced caloric rate, and they were like, "Hey, I want to lose body fat," like you would tell them straight up, like, "Listen, I think mm-hmm. you might be better off like in a maintenance or a reverse or whatever," and we're going to talk about that a bit more in depth in in next week's episode. But you guys are always again meeting people where they are, but also empowering them to to understand what they might not understand and learn what they might not know, so that they can keep the long game in mind. Mm-hmm. So beautiful, I love it. Well, we are going to be back next week, and we're going to bring it all together. So um, we're going to just kind of uh, get get Holly. We're going to you know give her the third degree. No, just kidding. We're going <laughs> to ask Holly. You know what does this process look like for? You know, having both. Okay, so now that we've healed our relationship with food or or again, we're on the journey because it's its ongoing journey. What does it look like if I want to go reverse? What What does it look like if I want to, you know, have goal setting in mind? How do I do that without losing all of this work that I've done and what that looks like practically? So in the meantime, where can people find you? I know you also have the reverse dieting guide on your website. So can you just share a little bit about where to find you? And we can link anything in the show notes as well. Yeah. So I'm going
1: to send everybody straight to my Instagram. It is just Holly T Baxter. And then you can also find all of my coaches uh, and their wealth of knowledge on the coaching page, which is team Holly T Baxter. So uh, if you head over to either of those pages, you'll be able to see the links. We've got all of our products,
2: all of our services, the book that you mentioned uh, and everything in between. Beautiful. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. And we are going to be back next week to round it all out. So this is it for Outway for this week. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.